Welcome, folks, to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. Thank you for tuning in. I have on a lot of great guests that come on to the show. Also have an Instagram and Facebook. Just look up the Goose Gossip Podcast. Helps you stay updated with new guest speakers as well as some great content. This podcast is brought to you by the following. Molt Gear. For 16 years, Molt Gear has been bringing the hunt hard, hunt alive philosophy with their lineup of calls, instructional material, and apparel. Each call is tuned by the owner of three-time World Live Goose Calling Champion Scott Trinan, based in the heart of Goose Country, Rochester, Minnesota. Check them out at www.moltgear.com. Dakota Decoy Company, established in 2007. Dakota Decoy Company has built and grown the company to offer a full lineup of top-quality decoys, blinds, and accessories that you, the demanding hunter, not only expects, but deserves. Located in Vermilion, South Dakota, along the Missouri River. Or check them out on www.dakotadecoy.com. Premium gunning decoys for demanding hunters. Mallard Bay is an Airbnb-style marketplace for discovering and booking guided hunting and fishing adventures. The Mallard Bay platform was built by sportsmen for sportsmen, and their mission is to help expand access to affordable and successful hunting by connecting you with verified outfitters across the U.S. You can browse trips and prices by state or species, select the dates you'd like to go, message outfitters, and make your deposit with a credit card. Fastest and easiest way to book a guided trip with a verified outfitter, go to www.mallardbay.com. Other guys' outfitters, home to one of the biggest concentrations of waterfowl in the United States. Great people, great hunting. Reach out to them on their Instagram and message them to book your hunt now or you will not want to miss out on their hunts next year. Bourbon Media prides themselves in being the leader in all things digital marketing for the outdoors industry. Websites, social media management, paid advertising, SEO, logo and design, and content creations. Focus more on your business and let the professionals at Bourbon Media increase your company's digital profits. Contact them on Instagram or Facebook at Bourbon Media or reach out to them on their website at bourbon-media.com. Webfoot Waterfowl Co., the most comfortable and trustworthy lanyards you can buy. Many options available from color to size. Head over to their website, www.webfootwaterfowl.com. As well, you can find them on Instagram. Go check out their product. I have several of their lanyards. Love every single one I have. K2 Coolers, established in 2011 with a commitment to design a quality cooler that would give years of reliable service at very affordable prices. Located in Broussard, Louisiana, check them out at www.k2-coolers. When you think of K2 coolers, think real value, real cold. Big thank you out to all my listeners for enjoying this podcast as much as I do. It is great hearing from all the great feedback from all my listeners. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast. And we got a man from the down south in Texas, um, owns one of the greatest outfitters in, in Texas, I think so, right, Toby? Toby Brolin, I think you got yourself a nice system over there, huh? Man, I, that's a lot of pressure putting that, putting <laughs> oh, yeah. that kind of an intro out there, man. But thank you. Thank you. We uh, we try hard and uh, work hard, so. I think I've been blessed. I think one of the the greatest videos that I ever see is just the mass murders of lessers, and it's like, man, 
you see those videos and you're like, I want to get into that, you know? And it's like, there's a lot of work that goes behind it and you guys have already been putting in work. So how, how has that been going so far for yourself? Man, uh, we need, we need all the prayers for rain we can get. Uh, it's been super hot, super dry, but you know, had the guys down here last week and, uh, I try not to let myself panic this early on. Usually the water that the water that we get, you know, this early, uh, it helps, helps the farmers out, but it's so, it's so hot in our summers that when we get our cooler temps and get, get those later rains, the beginning of fall, you know, late September, early October, that's really what gets us through the season. So, uh, you know, praying for rain right now would be, uh, greatly appreciated. It'll help our farmers out and, you know, without, without farmers and, uh, without crops, we've got no birds. So we need, need rain, but, uh, you know, we're, we're chipping away at it and chugging along and, uh, it'll, it'll all work out. It always does. Yeah, absolutely. And when is your guys' uh, first day that you guys will be, um, out in the fields then? Like how much of a grace period you got before, you know, Lord has its place to start maybe bringing in some precipitation your way? Yeah, we start, we're on our first, uh, first class crane group i believe it is october 28th this year oh, whatever that, that last weekend of october yeah october 29th i guess it is and you guys stretch into january right or am i mistaken on that yeah so technically we can hunt uh, i believe it's the through the second weekend of february but uh we typically kind of start slowing down shutting it down at the end of january what do you enjoy the most about when it starts up, you know, besides, you know, owning an outfitter, just Toby himself, you know, when it, you know, you started this for a reason and you got involved with it for a reason, you know, each year, what does it come to your mind that is like, wow, it's, it's happening again. I'm ready to rock and roll. And what's like the happy mindset that you have in this day and age as owning an outfitter or just Toby himself? Man, it's, it's funny because the, the longer I've been doing it, um, the off season becomes my more stressful season. And that sounds, sounds weird, but during the season, I know what my day looks like. I wake up, you know, early, early, early wake up. I know what that looks like. And I get to bed when I get to bed, you know, my, my day is mapped out for 108 days straight. It's the same thing every day. The off season, you know, especially right now with construction projects and, trying to uh trying to navigate bookings in a in a crazy time with the economy where it's at and there's a lot of things that are out of out of my control out of, out of really everybody's control but this year particularly is it's it's been more stressful than uh than usual I guess but a lot of things are just out of your control but regardless of if you have control of it or not you naturally want to control it and uh, so I'd say that's what I look forward to the most is just knowing from day to day what it looks like just get out there and do what you do what you love to do and come home sleep it off and do it again i mean i'm not trying to sit here and dissipate your work ethic because obviously it's probably fantastic but how do you keep your composure as a person each year you know with the with the dying needs that you need to deal with now like it's always a a curveball uh, the easiest sense to say that i mean how do you control your composure year in and year out with all these curveballs Man, I, that'd probably be a better question for my guys. I, I try to be a, I try to compose myself and try to be a good guy. And you know, it is, it's, it's a lot of pressure. You know, I've got to, got to compose myself, not only to my team and be a, a, a good guy, a good leader, somebody that, 
that they want to work for, but also the crazy numbers of clients, it's, it's a lot of pressure, you know, but um, the constant reminder that I have and, you know, I, I will, all of us guys will constantly try to build each other up and just remind each other that this is a blessing and this is, this is the life that we chose um, and it's a dream job for so many people. Um, we're blessed to call it a job, mm-hmm. but it is, it is that, and it, uh, it, it, it becomes a job and it's work and, uh, we have our good days and bad days just like anybody else. But as far as composure, I, I try to just, uh, <laughs> give myself, give myself space when I need it and, uh, try not to turn into a prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be definitely hard. I mean, you guys throw out quite a few clients into the fields throughout the year, it sounds like. And, um, what's oh, one yeah. of the, what's one of the first, like, attributes that you would want um to deal with when there's clients that are coming towards your way you know i mean what's what's the first thing you want to say to them or the first thing that you would want them to be happy about coming with or coming to your outfitter in 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 the sense of all hunting i guess you know it's a good question i think i think the best thing is just to remember that you're on vacation you're maybe not vacation but we go out to the field to have a good time and at the end of the day it's hunting we as guides or outfitters, we put enough pressure on ourselves. We want it to be perfect, just like the client does. And it's not, sometimes it works out like, like we expect, and sometimes it doesn't. But um, I'd say just have an open mind and understand that we are doing everything in our power to, to make it a memorable experience for the, the clients. Um, but if you, you know, if a client shows up and they had a, a long drunk night the night before and just have a shitty attitude, it's, it makes it hard for us to go that extra mile, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. you know, but just, just be a, a positive, a positive person goes a long way, positive attitude and a smile. That's uh really can't ask for more. I, I know life has a lot of like building blocks. Um, and everybody wants to like, I don't even say reach the top because in my mind there is no top. Um, absolutely. But through the years that you've been doing this, um, obviously there's a lot of effort and years that go into it. Um, how have you seen yourself perceived in the building blocks of yourself throughout the years? Um, you know, early on it was, I, I don't like to go back to the looks thing, but early on I will, I'll say that, uh, the perception of me was, I was that odd guy, the different guy, the guy that nobody really took seriously. And that was fine. You know, I didn't, I never, I never really dreamed that I'd be sitting where I'm at, to be honest with you. I, I wanted that, but it was in my head, maybe an unattainable goal. Um, but with all of that pushback, it just me being wired the way I was, I was like, man, I'm not going to get on Facebook and talk shit or try to <laughs> try to prove myself. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm that guy. I'm going to buckle down and let my work speak for itself. And, um, uh, it's been exciting to see the, the changes though. It's not all, it's not all bad. There's definitely been, uh, there are definitely some changes that have come into the industry that I'm not exactly excited about, but, uh, there, there were definitely some, some much needed changes and it's been exciting to, to see that and be a part of it. I will say that from my perception that you paved the way of the perception of how a person looks and that is no disgrace to you at all because you know you're you're a good looking guy Toby and that's that's no home okay <laughs> but anyways like you you paved the perception <laughs> oh, that it it does not matter you know 
who you or what you look like or anything like that. It's still hunting. You, <laughs> it has no worry. And I will say that you paved a path for a lot of people to start opening up with their own their own needs and dire um, paths. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I appreciate it, man. And I have to I have to think that I probably am not the first or the only one out there that you know at that time was. The tattooed white trash son of a bitch. You know, like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I was the only one. That's no. that's not what I'm saying at all. But I, I do. When I feel like there was a little bit of that front line thing, yeah. and uh, when I was getting started, it was, it was Duck Dynasty, American flags and beards are nothing, and that unfortunately, you know, I can't grow a can't grow a beard if I wanted to. So that wasn't in my cards. You know, if I could have had a beard, I probably would have. But uh, no, man, all jokes aside, it was just had to be myself. That's all I knew how to be. And uh, I hid behind it for, for a while, honestly. And uh, as soon as I, as soon as I kind of accepted the fact that, you know, you're going to love me or hate me, it, uh, it really made a difference in the business and my attitude every day. I, I could go to work and not be ashamed of who I was. People showed up and they knew who they were hunting with rather than booking, booking through a name and then, you know, never knowing who I was because I felt like I needed a face to, to take care of the business side. These people would show up and they knew who I was. Right. Exactly. That was, that was a big, that was a big turning point. You know, I just had to say it. You said all jokes aside, but you're, you're mustache, man. I'm sorry. I've had you on the Instagram lives handful of times. It's like every time that I come on Matt, Judy and yourself come on and it's just a hoot, but I lost my, I lost my cool or my shit when you just yank out a glue stick or sorry. Yeah. A glue stick and just start. I'm like, man, you know, the, I, I started, I've been trying to grow my mustache for a little bit and it's just your mustache isn't the reason, but it's like, I kind of get jealous of it. You know, it's one of those deals where people have the curls and stuff. Like I kind of want to get to that motive, you know, <laughs> dude, all, all I can say is just keep on going. It's uh, it gets discouraging. I know that I, uh, my old man, he had the biggest, thickest, nastiest, gnarliest mustache. Sam Elliott would have been jealous of his mustache. One of those kind of dudes. And, yeah. Uh, that I didn't. I didn't pick up on those jeans either. I've got a mustache. I got a shitty long mustache, but I make it work. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, when you have your your guides and your workers come, you know, to your lodge each year, um, what what brings that happiness of seeing? You know, it's not even you know, employees at that point. It seems like you guys are almost like a family there at, at Cadillac. I mean, what's, what's the base off of that for yourself? Um, creating a family to come inside of a outfitter and it's year in and year out, just a blast. I mean, do you love all the, the family that you have come to Cadillac then? Yeah, man, it, it's definitely, uh, I'm a family, I'm a family guy. And so whether I tried to try to build that or not, it's one of those natural, natural things. I've, I don't want to go to work with employees every day. I want to go to work with a family and friends and people that will call me out on my shit and vice versa. You know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Uh, we all go to work and have our good and bad days, but when after the hunt and when it's time to go and have a beer or, or dinner, I want to feel like I'm at home with family, not just some guys that work for me for a short time. And, um, you know, unfortunately this year, I can't say unfortunately that sounded bad, but you know we lost we lost Chance. He's uh, he's been with me since the get go, and uh, one of my best friends. We 
still talk to, we talk to each other like a married couple. We're on the phone all the time. And <laughs> I love the kid to death, but you know, we grow up. And, uh, so that one, that one kind of stung a little bit. It's almost like seeing, uh, seeing your kid go off to college or something, you know, it's time for him to start his life. And it's exciting yet terrifying on both. I, I think on both ends, but I'm happy for him. And, uh, but that, that tells you how close we get, you know, it's right. most of the guys that, that have worked here, um, uh, they're, I, I, I'd like to hold on to them forever, but it's, it's inevitable. You know, people grow up, people change. It's time for a change of scenery. And, um, I, I like to hang on to folks as long as I possibly can and build relationships that last a lifetime. And, um, most everybody that's been a part of this thing, we're all still family in my eyes to, to some degree, you know, picking and choosing a team from the get go. And obviously you had one that was there from, um, the beginning, but throughout the path, um, was it hard um, generating a team that you could rely on? Because you know you got a lot of other little things to worry about, and you know you want to trust your 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 employees, your slash friends and family that are out there, um, you know, taking care of the clients. Um, over the years, was it a building block in that sense too? I mean, back to what we were saying. Um, over the years, or was it just was it kind of like just everything laid together, or was it a hard effort to to establish? No, man, I think that's one of my uh, that's one of my flaws. I, I think I I don't want to say that I'm a, a control freak by any means, but when it's when all of your eggs are in one basket, and you expect that you expect perfection, and I know that that's not that's not the uh, reality, but you expect things to be perfect. And, uh, when it's your baby, you feel like if you want perfect, you've got to be there. So I stretch myself thin. And to be perfectly honest, this last, uh, last year was really the first year that I would make myself and make my guys take a little break. You know, we've got enough help. Take a day off, take two days off. You go scout today, you know, just get out of the field, sleep in a couple extra hours. And I think that that made a huge difference in the overall morale, but, uh, it's definitely a fault of mine. I just, I feel like I've got to be there and I've got to be on every hunt. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, I'm not, I'm not the young man that I used to be. I'm still, <laughs> yeah. I'm still a young, you know, young at heart, but it definitely, uh, it gets hard. It gets harder to, to go every day. And, but you know, for these young kids that are just getting started, I don't, I don't want it to ever be forgotten that, you know, I worked my ass off to to get where I'm at, and that was before anybody knew who Cadillac was, who Toby was. At the, that point in time, I was working at working at a bar. I'd get off at three o'clock, go home, change clothes, hook up the trailer, go run a hunt, get done with that hunt, go back to the bar, open up the day shift go take a nap. And that was my life for years. And, uh, you know, there's no, there's no way that I could, that I could do that nowadays. You know, there's not enough coffee or Red Bull out there, but, uh, you know, it was just, it was just driving hunger, you know, wanted to, I didn't just want to be a fly by night. I wanted to be the best out there. And, uh, I'm not, I don't claim to be the best out there. I just, I worked hard and, uh, I'm not going to apologize for, for busting ass and, and, being at a point where, where we are, you know, does that make sense? It no, just, absolutely. And I it think, wasn't, nothing was handed out. I think a lot of the stuff that 
people see on social media and I'll bring it up because it just doesn't matter. But I really feel like the people that looks like they've made it, it, they made it look so easy, but they don't know the years and passion that it took, you know, just from the short clip of yeah. you talking about the hard work that you put in. It teach or it taught you a lot throughout the years of doing that about, you know, I don't need to lay down right now. I need to just keep moving or this and that and the other, you know? Um, sure, sure. What's one of yeah, the, it's, it, sorry, keep going. I was just going to say, it's definitely a, a big mis, misconception and, and you're right. Social media is, it's, it's to blame in my opinion. You know, it's, you, you got, you get all the highlights and, and, uh, you know, we've talked about that. Like, why are there not any podcasts or TV shows where you've got your family, the, the wives of these outfitters talking mm-hmm. about the, you know, when, when hunting season comes around, everything, all of the, the household duties, the paying bills, the taking care of shit, it all falls on my wife. And, you know, I think that that's some of the, those things that, they don't get the praise that they need and not, not just wives, but I mean, there's a lot of nitty gritty behind the scenes stuff that nobody understands. Clients don't understand the social media world. Nobody sees the, the backside of the story. It's all highlights and all the the fame and glory. And, um, I've tried to try to be as real as I can, even on social media. You know, if we have bad days, or you have a shitty hunt and you kill two birds, I'm still going to make those guys stand there and take a picture of their two birds because it may not be posted on the Cadillac page, uh, and it may, but I try to be real and let people know it's it's just part of it, man. It's it's hunting. I will say, you know, you have a, you have a family, you know, a wife and kids, and um, a lot of people in the social media world or even client base, they don't know, like you said, behind the scenes or the backboard of it. And sure. nobody will ever see that except for yourself and maybe the true um, upcoming people that are with you. And that's the yeah, that's the huge perception problem, you know. And there's a lot of people that they're like, "Gosh, dang it, his life is so amazing," but they just don't see um, all the the sacrifices that you may have had to take, you know, each day, not each year, sure. but each day. So it's it's amazing to sit there and speak on sacrifices rather than Toby how many geese did you kill last year I don't give a shit about that Toby I'm sorry I'm right I know right, I know right. you do very well over there but I like to talk about the stuff that people probably don't um hear you know other than yeah yeah because I'm not going to sit here and ask you how much money make a year and everything like that because that's just right. pointless but each year do you try to inspire yourself to be a better person yeah I think uh I think we all should Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this, this last year we moved just before, just before season. And, uh, we, <clears throat> we moved in August and season rolls around. We're still trying to move, you know, and it's just full blast. And, uh, a lot of that, a lot of those things just fell on my wife's plate and I'm, I'm blessed that I've got a wife that, uh, she now understands it, but, Again, going back to years ago when we first started, it was not it was not that way. She, uh, th- those first few years of marriage and starting a business and um, convincing convincing a new wife that this is a business, not a hobby. And you know everybody's got they've everybody's got a husband that quote unquote hunts and they go to a deer camp with their buddies for a weekend and 
get plastered and if they see a deer they shoot a deer but to to say that I'm a hunter and I'm trying to start a business and I'm gone all the time it was definitely rocky but uh we we plowed through it fought through it whatever you want to say we made it work and uh really when things turned around for her is when she could kind of see whether it was on TV or see just a the business starting to grow or, or a little bit of success and starting to make some money, not just lose some money. And that's really when everything turned around. But, uh, I don't know. I, I got off on, on a no, rabbit trail there, but, you're fine. but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a wild ride. I will, uh, you know, we've already talked about this when we were on the phone months ago, um, with Jaden, um, with yeah. the whole wife situation, since we're on the topic of it, does she ever want like, the fame or the gratitude of all the stuff that she does, you know, that keeps withholding of your guys's even um, relationship at that point, you know, cause there's a lot of effort that goes into it. Does she ever like not take it for granted, but she wants almost like a little bit of gratitude or is it just like she's behind the scenes and she knows it? Man, you know, that's a, I don't, I, I don't think so. I think she's more of a, just a, she's wired to just, she's a go-getter. That's just who she is. Um, she knows when the season rolls around, I'm obviously, I'm obviously going and getting, and I think we just, we're a team, you know, and, um, she knows that shit's got to get done. The, the, the bills have got to get paid and I don't have time to sit down and do it. So we just, we set it, set it up on, uh, on auto draft and, uh, (laughs) try to take care of as many things automated as we can. But, but no, man, I don't. She really isn't one that that reaches out for the the high fives and the pats on her back. But I do my damnedest to to make sure that she knows that uh, she's appreciated, and we'll get the guys over here and cook steaks or you know something for dinner. And uh, all the guys are really good about patting her on the back as well. So that's good. Um, yeah, man, she's she's a saint. Back to the business side of things. I don't want to leave the the saint um, under gratitude. Yeah, I was no, just, I was no, just saying, it, you know what I mean. But I like to keep oh, yeah. pushing questions. Um, yeah, a well-oiled machine um, needs a lot of intricate parts. But where do you see yourself that that small little part each year um, that you can't miss? You can't miss. What is that one thing that you have to have every year within a mindset? or a, a position that someone needs to fill, you know, you get my gist. I don't need to finish the sentence. What is that one little intricate part that has to happen each year to keep a well old machine? Uh, for me, man, it's scouting. Scouting is everything, everything waterfowl. So, uh, without a, without a scout, whether I'm the one scouting, knocking on doors or somebody else is doing that, that's, that's the most important job in this business. And sometimes I feel like it's the, the, the position that goes unnoticed. Um, a lot of times I'll be scrolling through and I'll see these outfits hiring a scout or hiring, you know, just hiring. And it's, it's almost a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Um, kind of like a, a get my foot in the door position. Right. And although it, it may be that, uh, whether they're in the field hunting or setting decoys with with you or not, they're the most important. They're the most important person out there as far as the yeah. the day to day goes. Whether we want to admit it or not, they really are. Do you have to read birds like fantastically out 
were in your region in Texas, or is it kind of like a, you know, they're in this field, um, have to get permission and move on to the next one, or is everything with scouting very intricate on everything that you're speaking about? Um, for for me, man, I we kind of take the uh, the approach of find find a field that's that's holding birds, find a feed, don't sit on it, move on and see what else is going on. You know, as soon as you find one feed, get on the, get on the horn, get it locked down, but keep going. And there are times that, you know, that first field that you, that you lock down, isn't the one that you end up hunting because you found something else better down the road. And that's something that I've kind of had to learn the hard way and watched other guys learn the hard way. You sit on a field and watch it for the whole evening and right at, right at sundown they hop and you know go somewhere else or you know whatever the case may be but uh i'm very i'm very anal about that i don't want to just when we all get back to the the house in the evening and we're talking about where we're going to go it's it's always my hope that we all have multiple options not just one and it doesn't always work out like that but it's damn sure not for lack of trying uh, but sometimes man i mean we know We'll know at nine o'clock in the morning where the where the birds are going to hit that evening. Right. On. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think I think it's a little different scouting here than a lot of places. We don't have the trees or mountains or we can see for fifteen twenty miles in any direction. So that's true. We might be sitting on another field and and we can see birds hop, and then <laughs> go find where they went again. Over the years, and I keep using that word, but you know, you have a lot of knowledge. Making me. Making me feel old and sound no, old. I love it. Oh no, you're just very knowledgeable, <laughs> Toby. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, okay, over the short years, does that make you feel? There better? we go. There we go. Okay, a over, little bit. A little okay, bit. Okay, over the short years, what have you seen change drastically in the hunting world? Not social media. Just leave social media aside because we know that's a pro and con um, conversation. Sure. Um, just birds and decoys, and you know the logistics of how to fool these birds what have you seen changed in this for short two years <laughs> yeah man it's uh it's it's constantly evolving and it's it's exciting um but then you you can bounce back and and say maybe it's not evolving it's just going back in history and pulling out old old tricks um i when, when i was getting started it was full bodies and at that time you know we thought we had a huge spread. I think we were running 35, 40 dozen full bodies. And, um, now I look back at those days and dude, there's, we, if we set that spread, which we did, we, we set full body spreads a few times this year and it, uh, it worked. But if we went back and tried to set those small spreads, um, day in and day out, there's, there's no way we'd be successful. Um, so that, that's a big change in the, the, Changing decoys, um, changing apparel. You know, everybody was wearing uh, Carhartts and black hoodies. That was the that was the outfit for a long time, <laughs> and kind of see it going back that way, which I'm not mad about. But uh, no, man. I mean, it's it's evolving constantly. There's always new cool gear, and um, some of it some of it we like, some of it we don't. But I think all of it is worth having in your tool belt. You know, if you it, there, there's a time and place for every uh, for everything, and um, I don't know if I really answered your question or just kind of ran no, around you, in a circle. But I feel like any it's, I ask these open end questions, and I don't think there's a clear or a, a clear 
answer to any of them because I ask like really strange questions and I, I don't apologize for it because they're so open end because then it just makes you like think beyond. It's like it, it will travel your conversation even further. You know what I mean? Yeah, I took I took my Adderall a long time the other day, so <laughs> you're you're in for one. <laughs> All right. Um, you talked about decoys, and I've heard through you know people that work for you and everything of that nature, um, the amount of decoys that you guys set up. What is the maximum that you set up that you can remember? Like, oh my gosh, like you threw out the kitchen sink at them. What is the kitchen sink uh, for you? Dude. We did, uh, let's see, it's probably been two two or three years ago at the end of the season, we decided, you know what, just for our, just for, for ourselves, let's, let's throw everything we had at them. We combined and ran two trailers, and each one of our trailers, typically we have between 150 and 200 dozen decoys. So we threw two trailers at them. So we're guessing, I mean, you're probably 350, 400 dozen decoys. And... Uh, I mean, you can you can really do some shit <laughs> when you start when you start throwing. I mean, it's a it's a snow goose spread for lessers. Yeah. But, uh, did it did it work any better? I, I'm not gonna say that, but I mean, we felt cool as shit until it was time to tear down and load up. But uh, <laughs> I'm no man. If you you set silhouettes and really really set them right, you know, take 10 15 feet apart, and you can get massive when you start throwing that kind of numbers out. I just, I, I'm not smart with math. So I literally pulled up my calculator and put 350 times 12 and that's 4,200 decoys. Uh, that's more, that's more steps than I like to take in a day to be honest. With you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of happy to live up here in South Dakota where I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I throw out like five dozen decoys and <laughs> fool these, these Canada gooses yeah, really fast. And then I yeah. hear about Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas, and you crazy bastards with your big spreads. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys can have it. But I do see that you guys have a lot bigger um, volleys too. So it's like, it's yeah. like, it's like a pendulum, you know, like, what do you want? You know? Well, and you know, something that's a little different about us and our area, um, people that have come here understand, but we don't, we don't have the edges or the, we, we can't really get out in the middle of the field. Like we don't have the ditches that they'd have in Arkansas or natural brush on the edges of fields a lot. So when we get those opportunities to hide in a tree line or we've got a good fence row with some tumbleweeds or something, we take full advantage of it because we can hunt the edge and use 20 or 30 dozen decoys and get it done. But nine times out of 10, we're having to get out in the middle and we hide in the decoys. So, you know, you're putting, if you know, you got eight to eight to 12, 15 guys, whatever the, whatever the case may be, you've got to hide everybody. So right. that's really, that's really where the numbers come into play. It's not, in my opinion, it's not just throwing throwing massive spreads to throw massive spreads. It's all about hiding people. If we can, if we can get hidden, um, you know that's that's the biggest thing. Just get hidden and try to match the match the birds, and we hunt big feeds. So sometimes we gotta throw a throw a big spread at them. I'm gonna take a small step back, Kate. Not a large step, because I don't want to offend your age. Apparently, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, before everything. I mean, before even the business started or anything of that nature, what was your like go-to bird to hunt 
situation to hunt or just even a small story that you will forever remember like even in this hectic day that you live um what 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 drove you to even get to the point that you live now because obviously your your drive started somewhere and where was that drive dude i so i've been on plenty of you know podcasts or whatever and kind of told the story about losing my dad early on and i grew up hunting and stuff but he passed away in 2009 and uh at that point in time, I was just I was just really focused on the music thing, and that kind of losing my dad and coming back home, and I I had a a hunger to do something, you know I wasn't feeling that scratch playing on the road all over the place, so I started going hunting, and dude, to say that it bit me like a snake is an understatement. I I didn't care if I had somebody to go hunt with or not. I would go by myself. I would go knock on doors. I'd call. I'd scout. I would drive. Literally, I I drove all the way to the Oklahoma border. I would drive into Haskell and Knox to hunt with my cousin Eric. I mean, I'd drive six hours to go hunt geese by myself or find a little pothole holding 10 ducks, and I was all about it, you know? So it was just a, a burning passion, and um, I really don't know what why it, it stuck so much of it. it I think maybe just that little piece of uh, my my family's legacy, maybe, you know, like growing mm-hmm. up as a, in a hunting family. And maybe that was just a, at that point in time, I needed, I needed to fill a void. And uh, that's, that's what it was. And uh, I mean, I still, I still play music, but it was, it was literally a, a light switch. Um, my life, my life changed. And um, I was, I was young, dumb and in a band and covered in tattoos with dreadlocks and, um, uh, I had every excuse to turn into, uh, pardon my language, but a fuck up, you know, like my dad was my best friend and I was in an industry where it was fast cars, fast women, and every drug you could think of was readily available. And at that point in my life, I had an excuse and, uh, I just thank God that I took that trip to Canada and we, me and Eric went up there and took my dad's ashes and that's something that I, that I feel like he would have loved, but taking that trip just, I mean, it, it really did, man. It changed my life. It, I'd hunted before, but it was, uh, it was just a, a, a fire was lit. I don't know, man. It was just I, I, a, a way to fill that void and get out in the field and feel like I was with my old man or my granddad or, you know, just carrying on the legacy that uh, I felt like I needed to carry on. That's that's very awesome, Toby. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, that's very awesome that you chose, you know, a greater path rather than um, just an easy grooved path of, um, you know, what you were saying of sure, not sure. taking something that you could take for granted, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Everything that you've been doing nowadays, um, do you ever try to, like, take a step back and enjoy why you started then or is that is that hard like just be honest is it hard to take a step back with owning a business and something that you know it did grow a a love for you know um yeah I, I can say that it's hard sometimes it's I try not to forget where I came from but it's also uh it's become a job and it's become a job that I take very seriously and I hold near and dear to my heart, but I don't take it for granted either. Um, I've I've made a lot of friends 
along the way, and um, I've also made plenty of enemies or frenemies, if you will, and that's never been my, never been what I intended, but I made a business out of out of a passion, and uh, some guys don't really understand that. Um, some guys definitely don't support that. Um, so I guess it's a, a catch-22, you know? Yeah, it's, I, I, I love what I do, but um, it's it's also kind of come with a price tag. Do you ever want to, like, trade off what you've... Not trade off, geez, okay. I'm going to use the word trade off and take it as yeah. you may. Um, do you want to trade off what you built to someone so that they can carry on the legacy? Because obviously there's got to be... You, know, you, you work so hard for something. Do you want it to be you know, keep on going forward or do you want the legacy to almost like not die off, but there's, there's an ending to everybody, you know, and that's a sad thing to say, but I mean, do you want Cadillac to die off with, with your life or do you want it to pass off onto somebody else? Nah, dude, in my, in in my opinion, in my, uh, my mindset, we're just getting started. And, um, I love, I still, you know, when I'm in the field, that's still my happy place. Um, mm-hmm. That's my church. That's my, that's where I'm, I can be me. And used to, I'd get on the stage and, you know, I'm, I'm a, a closet introvert. Everybody looks at me and, and thinks that I'm this outgoing, you know, fun guy. And it's always been that way, you know, because in the, in before it was on the stage, you get on the stage for a couple hours a night and you get up there in leather pants or whatever, you know, whatever, the, <laughs> whatever I decided to wear that night. You know, it's hard to say that you're an introvert when you're in the public's eyes. You're this wild cat, you know, and it's kind of the same thing in the in the field. That's that's my place to be me. And uh, when I when I take those days and sleep in or go scout, I, I miss it, you know. So that, yeah. that obviously tells me that tells me that I'm I'm still supposed to be there. Uh, if I'm not hunting, I'm thinking about hunting. If I'm not, uh, you know, every that is my life now. Everything that I do, every day, it seems like consists of of hunting or, or preparing for for hunts, um, and I love it. So I really do. I think that we're just getting started. Um, I've got big big plans. You know, I think the the lodge will be huge for us. But uh, I I'd love for my family or my daughter or, you know, who knows, grandkids one of these days, who knows who it may be, but I'd love to pass this torch on to somebody else, but um, I don't see it being in the, in the short, short time at all. It's, this is, this is me and uh, all of my eggs are in this basket. So we're, we're full, uh, full force, man. Yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't mean those words to come off disrespectful. It's just a, no, 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 no. Absolutely. I just, it was the nature of the beast of like, wanting to know your thoughts about, you know, the something that you work so hard for and to make sure that I would love to see it go forward. I'm not sure as I'm not going to sure, take it sure. over. Is, is it, or can I take it over? Is that okay, Toby? I'll just hey, take man, it. Hey, man, you know, you just, just <laughs> well, uh, where, where are you from? I'm from South Dakota. <laughs> South Dakota. Hey, well, here we go. I know we, everything about we'll, Texas, you know. Hey, no, we'll spread it. We'll spread it up to South Dakota next. Yeah, there you go. You ever want to come up? Uh, that annual hunt, man. You always gotta, you always got a place to stay if you want to on that annual hunt. If you ever can Perfect. venture out, that brings yeah, me. Man. That brings me to my next question. Um, over the two years, a short two years that you've been doing this stuff, um, 
have it always been oh, let me use the right choice of words here um like disappointed that you know you, you get a lot of friends throughout this industry and this and that and the other and the third um you get a lot of invites just like the one that i gave you um is it is it hard not to go and venture places throughout the season and want to see different states and everything? Uh, yeah, it's definitely during the season's tough, you know, because I know, like, I want to go stand in the trees in Arkansas or, you know, just flooded timber. I can't say necessarily Arkansas, but I want to go. There are things that are on my bucket list, my bucket list hunts that I'd like to do. And it's still hard for me to sneak away and go do those things. Um, when I get to travel is early season, you know, going hunting residents or just going, you know, whether it's Canada or something like that, but early on, uh, that's really when I get my chance to go hunt. So yeah, I definitely, it's definitely hard to, to kind of step away from that and not be able to go hunt other places or go deer hunting or whatever. It's just, but it's, it's my time to work, you know, so Mm -hmm. it is what it is. One of these days, one of these days I'll have, uh, I'll have the opportunities and I'll take full advantage, but right now this is where I need to be. That's perfect. That's a, that's a clear throat answer to my question. I took everything correctly (laughs) off of that. So, um, what is like the greatest path that you want to take with everything that you're doing in life? I mean, what's, what's the next step for Toby? I mean, is there a five-year plan or is it just a date? Are you a day-to-day person or do you have a five-year plan for Toby? Man, I, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a five year plan. Um, we're like I said, building the building the lodge is it's been a long time coming. Um, that will be a, a big deal, and it's not just going to be a hunting lodge. So that's that's going to be another business in itself as well. But um, a lot of a lot of things are day to day, though, man. I, I had a never never know what the what the next step is going to be, and I'm I'm always open to the next chapter but uh right now man we're literally taking it day by day and we just just kind of stepped out of a season with the arkansas deal and gotta let that uh gotta let that simmer and settle and mm-hmm. uh figure out what the what the next chapter is going to look like but there's definitely uh like i said man i'm just feel like we're just getting started and um that's just my mindset man i'm not i'm not one that can ever settle nothing is big enough uh, I got to stay relevant and I know that right now, you know, we've got a lot of traction, but there's every day there's somebody bigger and badder and newer that wants it just like I used to. And just like, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily used to, I'm still hungry, but there's always somebody behind you on your, on your heels. So as soon as you get comfortable, snap your fingers and here they are. So we're, uh, we're staying, we're staying at it, man. Now, as a person that you were just saying, like, chapters, this and that and the other, this is kind of a weird question, so take it as you may. Um, sure. Would you ever want somebody to, like, you know, towards the, the end of a path of what you've tried to create, or sorry, what you have created, um, like, almost write a book about where you started and where it's all become? Like, I'm saying, like, a physical book. Like, have somebody come in or even write your own book about the story of your life and what you've done and what you've become? It, I... uh it would make me teary eyed, but I think it'd be awesome. Right. Um, I think that, I think that there's a story to be told for sure. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how to go about something like that, but I would, uh, I'd absolutely love that at, at some point, you know? Well, I can't write a book, so don't, don't come 
come towards yeah, me same, for it. You know, same. I mean? I'm, I'm uh, I, I come from a long line of dyslexic folks. So <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I literally had to pull I, up my calculator for three fifty times twelve. Yeah, you dude, know? I, I'd have to I'd have to have somebody send me a copy on tape so I could listen to it. I'm not I'm not quite the reader, but but no, man, that would be it'd be cool. You know, just right. uh, get your uh, get your story out there, your testimony, and uh, man, the the things that the things that I've dreamed up and, and been able to make happen. It's, it, it honestly blows my mind, you know, it, <laughs> it, against all odds and, and just making it happen. Cause you really had nothing else. And, uh, I, I lost everything I had less than, let's see, I guess it'd be five or six years ago. I was, uh, I, I bought a bar and just a, sh- a shitty, terrible business deal as a young man. I didn't know any different. And, um, I learned a lot through that and I don't really, I mean, as bad as it sucked, I can't say that I regret it because it definitely paved some paths for me and taught me things that I needed to know for the future. But, um, I, I literally, when I say I lost everything, I mean, I lost everything. I had to come home to tell my wife, Hey, we're, we're broke. We have nothing and, uh, figure shit out. And when you, when you're in a dark place like that, um, a hope and a promise and a prayer is all you got you're going to bust your ass like you never busted your ass before to make something happen. And, uh, God, I, I, I don't want to be that, that Bible thumper, but the things that God has done for me and, uh, pulled me in, in and out of, um, I, I feel like it's not only a blessing, but it's, it's kind of my job to put it out there and let people know, you know, I can, I can say that it's a dream all day long, but, the, the Lord put that dream on my heart and also paved the way for me to do it. And, uh, it, it's, it, it blows my mind every, every time I turn around yeah. to see, see the things that I've been able to do. And, uh, I don't know, man, once again, got off on a rabbit trail, but no, yeah, you, it'd be, it'd be cool to, to have a, have somebody write it out at some point. I will, I will reassure you that, um, Bible thumper is not a word to be used here on this podcast because I speak about God a lot. Um, with a lot of um, other guest speakers, and it's it's brought up a lot because um, I could bring up names: Zach Rutledge, Colby Geis, um, the Locked In Production sure. guys that you had over there. Um, there's a lot of guys yeah. that I've talked about God on here. Um, yeah. And now I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. Um, my next question would be: You know, the younger generation always wants um, inspiration, or they want like handouts, but what's one thing that you have learned over the years of your life, the short two years, I keep using that joke, um, that you would give somebody like the inspiration, you know, just, just a quote that you may have lived on, um, over these short years, um, that you would love to give to somebody that may be listening to this, that needs to hear it. Um, something that, you know, I, I've got to kind of tiptoe on this in a little bit, but I'm not one to air dirty laundry. Um, but in, in the recent venture that I, that I was dealing with, you know, you gotta, you kind of got to know when to walk away and when to run and you got to know your worth and don't settle for anything less. Um, if you catch where I'm catch what I'm, I'm yep. tossing there. But, um, the biggest thing that I think for the younger generation is just know your worth but also have the work ethic to back it up. Um, leave the ego at home. There's nothing, there's nothing more attractive to 
your clients to the audience to there's just nothing more attractive than just a humble hard-working man that goes out busts his ass and makes something happen right um so i mean take that take that for what it is but uh, just know your work and know know your worth work hard and uh leave the ego at home that's that's my two cents yeah ego is not your amigo is what i always say that's right. Don't don't forget where you came from. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. I had somebody uh, message me not too long ago, and they were just saying hi and, you know, like listening to the podcast. And they said, you know, I didn't have the question ever come towards me. And they're like, what's your story? And I'm like, man, this has only been a year, um, you know, myself, and I'm just going talking about myself, so don't take this for granted. Uh, and I was <laughs> like, man, he asked me what my story was. And I'm like, my story is only a year into this stuff, and it's... You know, it's questions like that that just make you even more humble. I'm a very humble person, and I will say that a lot of people just need to, like you said, take a step back and, you know, know know where you came from as well as, like, know your worth because not everybody's path is rocky or this and that and the other and the third, but, you know, everybody's life has a certain path, and whatever happens to you is what God placed on you to learn from and grab knowledge for them individually sure you know I, there's a lot of people that want to be like others and i always tell people you know don't don't chase others dreams because you'll never you'll, yeah. never, you'll never catch them and you know right go and, for and your own dream man it's sometimes it's be careful what you wish for you know and yep. uh riding those riding those coattails isn't always what it's uh what it's cut out to be the grass isn't always greener on the other side but sometimes you have to you have to go and walk in that grass to figure that out, you know, if that makes sense. But, uh, you know, instead of being a riding coattails, be the one that's be the coattail to ride. That makes sense. That makes absolute sense. I'm, I like I like I like writing quotes, you know, especially on the Instagram page. Um, yeah, I'm a firm believer on once you post something, it's not, you know, the photo or the video, whatever you choose to place. Um, they can learn something from that or they can think it's cool. But a caption can, you know, really maybe hit home for a lot of people. And I try to do that throughout what I say yeah. on, on a page because it's like you never know whose heart you're going to touch. And that's what I try to do even on this podcast or on the page. I'm a firm believer on, you know, this this may be a business to me. But if I can just touch one person's soul each day and inspire each person's one day, um, that's my biggest goal. So that's why I ask questions of, you know, from you as a person that's very knowledgeable Um what to say to a person, you know, because there's thousands of viewers that could listen to this. And if one can just grab it, you know, me and you helped that one person unconditionally, never going to meet the person or this and that and the other, you know, that's, that's the kind of goal that I want to hit. That's, that's a fact, man. And, you know, don't, uh, don't put too much weight on your shoulders to try to do it once a day. You know, that's a great goal, but honestly, bro, if you, uh, if you change one life, if you grab one soul, it's in my opinion everything it's all worth it right and that's and uh i feel like a lot of people should do that i mean to cut you off but i feel like a lot of people even if you're not in the industry you know i hate using that word and i'm sure you do hate using it too i hate it (laughs) yeah you're good though uh i just feel like a lot of people should take words and just keep you know uh what's um i can't think of the quote or whatever Uh, but anyways you know take in and then keep, you know, keep pushing forward that same knowledge. You know, if, even if you don't do it to this day, be like, well, I heard this one thing. Um, you should try it. 
because it might work for the next person. That that's a rabbit hole that we're we're just going down rabbit holes, Toby. I don't know what it is. That's uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. But no, man, the world needs more of it though. Just more now than never. Uh, it, our 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 world is in shambles. It, it's yeah. uh, it's scary to see. What we're seeing is terrifying. What what our kids and everybody else is gonna see is uh, beyond terrifying. I don't know, man. So it is. If we can if we can take make small changes and instead of bitching about everything, make a conscious effort to be a better person. And uh, every we all have those things about ourselves that we would change. And if we can just make a small effort to not be perfect, but just try to work on ourselves. Uh, the world would be a better place in a hurry. We both could look up the definition of truth, and it would tell us something in the the Google dictionary or this and that. But what is your definition of truth? Oh Lord, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got you. I truth. got you. See, I, truth. I'm like the last man, one. That was out of out of left out of left field. I know. Truth. I just, welcome, welcome uh, to my podcast, Hobie. Truth. The definition would be genuine. Okay. Uh, just, I think, you know, I might have to, I, I might, I might call you later and be like, Hey man, I was thinking about that. But no, it is just truth, genuine, real, um, legit as the kids say these days. Oh, legit. The kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the youths. The, the youths. Okay. I haven't heard that one. You're coming up with your uh, own, your own No, nah, man. I, I took that one from, uh, what's that old movie? My cousin Vinny. I don't know. Oh man, I'm old. <laughs> no, you gotta you're watch not. it. You'll, you gotta watch it. You'll laugh. My cousin Vinny, he he's always talking about the youths. The youths. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, truth is, uh, I feel like a lot of people need to learn about truth in this day and age. Yeah. You know, it's it's not about faking it to make it, and that's a, that's a very harsh thing to put on a lot of people. But there's a lot of people that are trying to do that, and um, that's why I asked your definition of truth. And I think genuine's a very great. Um, cinnamon, or yeah, see, I, yeah, I can't speak. I own a podcast. <laughs> um, cinnamon to the word truth. Um, y- y- if you're true to yourself, I feel like that you will make a greater path for yourself. If you could agree, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think just being being real, man. That's uh, that's what the world needs. We're in a we're in a fake plastic world, and um, I don't think. I don't think it's going to change without making a con or a conscious effort to, to try to change it. So it's got to start somewhere. And it does. It really does. Well, Mr. Toby, I'm not going to hold you back any longer. You've been a blessing on this episode as well as speaking Thanks, a lot man. of truth, you know, see how I brought that together. See, see, see piece, I like that. I like see that. the piece together. Had a nice ring to it. Man. Yeah. Had a nice ring to it. <laughs> um, but, but hope- no, Hope you the best at um, everything that you got going forward with your business, um, and as well as your life. Uh, I know, I know the the wife is sick, as you said, so you better get back to her. Get her some chicken noodle soup or some tea or something like that. Okay. There you go, man. Well, thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a blessing. And uh, if you ever get down to Texas, man, you know where to find me. You got my number. Give me a shout, and we'll uh, see if we can't fool some birds into the spread. I would greatly appreciate that, but. This year it's only the camera, so I won't shoot, but I'll 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 just come there and play with the camera if you're fine with that. That, that works <laughs> for me, man. We'll uh, we'll keep the light on for you, brother. Looking forward to it. All right, take care, Mr. Toby.
Take care, bro. Thank you. Bye-bye.